I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Oh, Sarah, looking looking glamorous another week in a row. Well, okay, so she's wearing a sweatshirt, but she has these nails that, what are those, gel nails? These are gel nails. Well, look, they have, like, sparkles on them. You see They're really it's, like, pretty. Sparkly, like, yeah. multicolored nails. We, we, this, is the, this is the point where everybody after says, we want the video. You were... <laughs> We talk about things that we show each other and that it's like really boring for the audience. So <laughs> apologies for that. But um, so like, okay, I got, so me and two of my team members, we got our nails done to, for the feisty party. Like th- it was almost three weeks ago. Now we had a party to launch our website. And so I was like, let's get our nails done. I've never had my nails done. Um, and and I've just been bitching about it ever since, Sarah. Like, thank you for noticing and for complimenting me on them. But like, honestly, like, first of all, I didn't realize, like, I have gel nails with like small extensions. Like, they're really, they're not that long. Like, they're not long compared to what some people get. But like, I can't do anything. I can't, like, I can't open my beer. That was actually like, that was the, the thing that cracked me, right? Like, first it was like all the dirt that gets caught under it. And then it was like the fact that you have to relearn how to type because you can't, like, you could have to hit, hold your finger at a certain angle to type. I still type things wrong on my phone all the time because I'm not used to, like, anyway. And then I couldn't open my beer. And I was like, because it's like, yeah, it was. I, and then I get chalk under there from CrossFit and dirt. So they they are not long. Um, <laughs> they are slightly longer than normal but it's not like i would see your nails and think it's outrageous Um, no like no one would think this is outrageous although someone did say that they don't suit me which i was like thank you Mm. thank you for saying that because i don't think that they suit me either Um, (laughs) but (laughs) so and i and the other thing i was trying to say explain this to you before the show and i think you were relating but like i don't know i feel weird about saying this but like the experience of like itching myself like scratching like an itch is like completely different I feel like there's a foreign object that I'm using to like scratch my itch (laughs) and I that's it's just not the same like I didn't realize how important itching was until I couldn't do it anymore not as satisfying but I mean just I can't imagine if you had gotten like the really long nails the extent uh, what are they extensions mm-hmm. are there I don't, nail know, extensions? I don't, I don't know, know the language for nails <laughs> <laughs> how do people function how do people function this is what maybe this is this is how we include our audience in this conversation because I would like to know having got very very short nails um done how how you function with those long nails and like, do you just get used to it? Or like, even like as try as a triathlete, like how do you put your wetsuit on without ripping a big hole in it? How do you type? How do you open your beer? Any like bodily things 
I mean, we don't need to go into detail. <laughs> I would just like next time I would like save one just to like be able to scratch an itch like on my back. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah, I, I, I can relate to the nail thing. Just the scratching aspect. Because um, even if you just have really, because I've gotten the gel nails done. I've never done the extensions, but it does mm-hmm. feel weird. Especially because mm-hmm. they're just thick. They're, they're thick. thick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's just, I don't know. I It's one of those things that I'm like, I don't really understand why. <laughs> like, they look pretty, you yeah, know? Right. But like, I'm such a, I think I'm like such an embodied person. Like, I want mm. my like, you know, like, I want use of my nails more than I want to my nails to look pretty like, and, and yeah. it's like, not to say, I know a lot of people get their nails done. So I don't want to come across. Like, I don't understand that decision because it does, it does look like it's just shimmery and pretty, but um, that's not a trade that I would personally probably make again, very quickly. See, I, I've gotten it done a few times and I like just, cause if I do normal nail polish, it lasts not even a day before it starts chipping and everything, yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't like what it does to my nails when it comes off. Ooh, um, maybe I should know about this. What does it do? Is there like glue on there? Or does it like, I guess it's not I don't glue, know. but what does it do? I don't know. Just, it, it doesn't feel the same. So do you have to wait till it like grows completely out for everything to feel normal again? Uh, well, so part of the problem is I get really impatient and you're, I think you're supposed to go to a salon and have them remove it technically, but I start like kind of removing it myself and it kind of, yeah, it's not good. It's not good for people like me. Um, yeah. So it kind of peels the top layer of the nail off and it just feels really rough and unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be me. So like yeah. maybe in a couple of weeks we could do another um, riveting update. nail update. <laughs> um, and we can let the listeners know whether I have peely weird crap on my nails. <laughs> okay. Well, coming up on the show, we do have some other topics to discuss besides the nails. Um, um, I'm moving like in six days or something. So that's crazy. Um, we're going to talk about sleep training an athlete pissing contest and Sarah and I will show some gratitude. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore. One of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good, and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The Amino Co's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that Amino Co's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2:30 whoa, and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. 
So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your inside tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process, so you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com that's iron women the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts iron women 1515 at orca.com all right sarah the big move the moving big story move. so it's, it's funny story because my realtor called me like yesterday morning and was like so do you know where you're moving to yet i'm moving in like this is like nine days before I, before someone else takes possession of my home. <laughs> and he's like, do you know where you're moving to? I'm like, no. <laughs> he's like, what? Um, so yeah, I have like, I have like, the, I live in like a relatively small condo and I also have a townhouse that I rent out. So I was originally going to like move into that townhouse, 
But then I asked him like about timing because our like our real estate market, I mean, it's I know it's crazy everywhere, whatever, boring details, but um, I we felt it was better to sell um, both places right away. Um, cause I'd like to get into like, to, into something like a little bit bigger. My daughter's like very teenagery now and she needs some more space. Um, so we need to sell both to like, you know, whatever, make that happen. Um, anyway, so I decided that I'm not going to move, uh, into the other rental. Like, I'm not going to do like a stop gap. Like it felt like right. a, backwards. Like it didn't feel that good. Like that's, I sort of dragging my feet. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't really want to live over there in the rental property. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just like randomly went online and I rented a place downtown for three months. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, I found a really nice little condo for Rosie and I to have a little adventure for three months while I figure out my next move. So, mm -hmm. Oh, that is exciting. Just a little so, change of scenery. Just a little change. So in two weeks, I hopefully we can record. I can record from my own place next week, but um, or this place. But after that, we'll be I'll be in wow. a new place. Crazy. Then we can talk about features that the audience cannot see. That's right. Again. We could describe. We could just like I could show you around on the Zoom video just <laughs> just to make everyone really upset. And then I could tell you more about my nails after that. So stay tuned for another <laughs> so, so Sarah okay are you doing sleep training with Hawk? yeah so if the baby starts crying um mm -hmm. that's why although I don't know so Ben's convinced that last night he had to put him to bed side class and there was a lot of screaming and crying Mm -hmm. uh, and the room is basically right next uh, across the hallway from mine so mm -hmm. I'm trying to do pay attention to class and I just hear this ruckus for mm -hmm. a good couple of hours um, a good couple of hours oh yeah so, oh yeah oh yeah you're like watching a lecture kind of thing yeah 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 trying when to you take notes. right yeah. when you say ruckus do you mean like a baby crying loudly yeah baby crying loudly and Ben okay. getting frustrated Good. uh yeah and just walking up and down the stairs and i have no idea what's going on like the the dog was kind of going crazy too i i had no idea what was happening mm -hmm. um and tonight i put him down no problem well he's fussing a little bit so we we kind of have two issues right now one being that uh he's teething Mm -hmm. and i guess babies get fussier when you know they're teething or something he he's also very drooly but also we're trying to gradually transition him to like full-on sleep training mm -hmm. um and i don't know the idea of being able to not wake up in the middle of the night sounds amazing to me mm -hmm. but i think last night was kind of an anomaly i think it was ben <laughs> it was Ben's fault. It wasn't the crying baby. It was Ben. Okay. Well, the baby, the baby went down very easily for me. So what's the, it's a so, night. So if we look at all the factors. Totally. Clearly it was Ben. <laughs> okay. So can I ask a question? What do we yeah. mean by like, just like what do we mean by sleep training like in your case okay. like your tell me your like method or thoughts uh be okay if the little guy cries and see what happens if he self-soothes and puts himself back to sleep right so um, it's about letting yeah. him teach himself how to self-soothe yeah. and, and yeah go to sleep. okay exactly exactly right. so uh 
we ha- thankfully he's not a huge crier like in the middle of the night when he wakes up it's just to eat and he goes back to sleep right away right. so i haven't yet gotten to the point where i ignore him when he wakes up so he does this like he doesn't cry i know he's awake and wants to eat because he does this thumping with his feet where he smacks his feet against the bassinet really hard repeatedly mm-hmm. and it makes the entire house reverberate <laughs> <laughs> not, not joking it's crazy it's very mm-hmm. effective it's better preferable to crying in my opinion you're, you're um, describing him like he's like the incredible hulk like he, he gets hungry and he turns green and his feet emerge in these giant thumping Machines. I mean, basically, basically. <laughs> so I know it's time. So I haven't yet gotten to the point where I ignore him when he's thumping mm-hmm. because, like, that's his hunger cry. That's instead of the hunger cry, that's his sign. Yeah. So I haven't seen at like three o'clock in the morning, like last night, I went and fed him. Mm-hmm. But if I ignored him when he does, you know, the thump, what's going to happen? Yeah. Right. I don't I know. I feel like the thump, like, I feel like the thump is behavior you might want to reinforce. Like the fact that he has a habit of like, before he cries, he thumps. <laughs> it feels like, <laughs> feels like a good, like, you know, a good thing for him to have learned. So it's not like, um, so such a piercing behavior. <laughs> totally. No, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, which is why I'm kind of on the fence about like, you know, letting it progress to the point where he's screaming. Right. Yeah. Is, um, is he in the same room as you? He's across the hallway. He's yeah. across the hall. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, I, I don't know that I really thought about it that much. I, I went off of instinct, but I remember when I was, like I studied a lot of women's studies and, um, courses and like, we're essentially like the only culture that like puts our babies or kids like into another room. Yeah. Kind of like when we sleep, um, I remember being really struck by that because it seems so normal to me mm. to do that. Being like, Oh, interesting. Um, so I'm definitely, well, I like, I have an 11 year old that still sleeps with me sometimes, but um, she, like that definitely affected my view on, um, on how I like and how I proceeded with that stuff. Like also I had like a quiet baby that, like slowly but surely started to get to the point where she slept more and more through the night. Like she started sleeping in three hour chunks and just increased it to six eventually to full nights. Um, So it wasn't really a problem for me um, getting sleep, but uh, yeah, I definitely like always thought that I was like, Oh, I, I remember this story. I read it in a book. It was like a book of like anecdotes about motherhood, you know, that we read for a course. And have I, I feel like I'm repeating myself. Sorry, if sorry, listeners, if I've told this story before, Sarah, have I told this story before with the African village? The yeah, go for it though. Yeah, I have told this before. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, people. Well, for those who weren't here the first time I told this story, this <laughs> exciting story. <laughs> it was like an anthropologist who had gone with her baby to an African village and she had brought a bassinet with her to, to so her baby could sleep beside her. And they thought that was like, they thought that was like crazy distant from her having even just like a bassinet, like right beside where she slept. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, anyway, so now I have an 11 year old who will be attached to me forever because I've never detached <laughs> from the sleeping together. Thing. 
she will sleep kind of she will sleep in her own room honestly it's a bit like you know it's a bit um 50 50 but given the chance or if we're going to bed at the same time you know we just like we just like sleep in my bed no problem um that's really cute Mm -hmm. yeah she's sweet it's also like partially there's like two of us Okay, yeah. like when she's here, it's just the two of us, and it's yeah. been like that for like a number, like lots and lots of years. So yeah. it's like a different experience than if you're like if you have your partner in your bed with you and you don't want to have a child sleeping with you forever. Well, so part of it is Ben's a very sweaty sleeper, um, and I love this. I love the things we learn about Ben on this podcast. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> anyway, sweaty <Sorry>. sleeper. <laughs> So I'm just imagining another sweaty human being. Um, I don't know. I like my side of the bed being nice and dry. (laughs) Sorry. That was way too much information. Is he like a sweaty sleeper because he's, um, because he's like recovering from training? I, I, it's just a metabolic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to get that. Do you get that? Like I used to get like, maybe not as far as sweating, but I would wake up hot, like with my muscles, just like recovering or something's happening in my body in the night. No, he, both, uh, Ben and his sister have always been sweaty sleepers. So yeah. Uh, oh, you're bringing his family into it. That's genetic. <laughs> oh, geez. Sorry, Emily. Oh, geez. I'm <laughs> just adding fuel to the fire here <laughs> oh we can edit that out right <laughs> i don't think we need to no okay. there's no shame if we have there's new no listeners who are sweaty sleepers no shame yeah honestly like i have let's like normalize a- this <laughs> let's normalize it. speaking of normalizing okay like about to tell you this but i have like i've started to have like some symptoms of perimenopause i think mm. we've talked about it before but like i've had a couple of nights like maybe three total where i've woken up like just sweaty, just like soaked through like all of my yeah. clothing. And I just like, you know, I, ne- and I just like want to take it. Luckily I'm a good sleeper. So it's like, yeah. once I change the clothes and, I'm, and the hot flashes passed, I just go back to sleep. Nice. Um, but yeah, good. so I'm like, I'm like vibing with Ben on the sweaty sleeping thing. Yeah. It's not necessarily. But imagine every day, every night. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. That's rough. It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I hope this, sorry, I forget why we ended up with the sleep training for Hawk. Um, but I think you're right. Like, I think, I think there's like a, an instinct thing. Like I understand like mm. that, you know, it is true that a kid learning to self-soothe is really, really important. Right. Mm. Um, but I've also seen situations um, where like, where I, I almost get this feeling like the lines are drawn too harshly, like mm. an all or nothing. It's like, yeah you can let some, you can let themselves self soothe on one occasion. And then on another occasion, respond to the thumping. Um, and that can all be part of the process, I think. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'm kind of with you where I feel like I wasn't doing it right. Like not doing the cried out method, but then I realized that he doesn't really cry. Um, right. So my question is whether I'm supposed to respond to him thumping in the middle of the night, but then mm-hmm. he's hungry. It's mm-hmm. not a soothing thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't care to be rocked afterwards. He just wants mm-hmm. to go straight to sleep. So like he won't need to eat in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's what I mean with Rosie is like, I'm not yeah. sure if I did, if I didn't do sleep training or if she didn't need it. 
Right. Like, I don't know where one begins and the other ends. Like I could have let her cry herself to sleep hungry, but I didn't do that. Right. Yeah. You know, but also she's a good sleeper. So I don't have any of the, like, I would never judge a parent who did that because like, I don't know what it's like to have a kid that cries and you can't understand why they're crying. And like, you know, I don't have that experience. Me neither. Oh, Um, okay. So yeah. Yeah. Shoot. (laughs) We have no advice. No, well, <laughs> I guess we're just really lucky that we don't have, you know, kids who scream all night. Yeah. Hmm. We'll take it for the time being. I mean, he's four months old. Things could change. Right. <laughs> Sarah, you realize like everyone's going to dislike you now, right? Like, you're <laughs> like, well, sorry. I didn't mean that. I didn't actually oh. mean that. Oh, okay, being funny. <laughs> But you had this birth story that was like, everything went smoothly. It was amazing. <laughs> and then you were like, my kid doesn't cry. He just thumps. <laughs> I mean, the thumping can be pretty annoying. <laughs> it's true. To be fair, I do remember you being in labor for like several days. Yeah. So it was, you, you're, that's fine. You paid all your great. penance there. Yeah. Right? And now yeah. you're like, you don't need a crying baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... I'm sure he'll, he'll be a little turd of a teenager or something. That's, that's how these things go. Probably. That's what I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just exerting her independence. <laughs> she definitely is doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about this athlete oh, pissing yeah. contest situation. Okay. So it's not really, it's like a one-sided thing, mm-hmm. but I've, I found it really interesting. So uh, a few months ago, Ben and his training partners started this group run and open to the community, no cost. It's just a casual thing. Meet up, like go whatever pace you want. You don't even have to go the same route. Just drink some coffee afterwards. Fun thing. (laughs) So the, uh, the club, the running club in town, it's word has gotten back to us. They're feeling a bit threatened. Uh, by the casual run group by the casual run, Mm -hmm. uh, which is once a weekend, like not a big deal that to the extent that they met with, um, Ben and his training partners yesterday, just Mm -hmm. to kind of feel out what they're doing. And it's so fascinating because they're, they, they use the word poach. Like they're worried that they're going to poach their members and they're like, this is just a run. You know, we're not, we're not competing if anything it should be value added right mm-hmm. like we're not charging money for this there's no membership it's just mm-hmm. a group of people getting together the run ultimately shouldn't we just want more people to get excited about running um and just spreading that and maybe they just yes but they the, but they're they are very threatened apparently mm-hmm. um it's so interesting. It's like yeah. a mindset of scarcity versus a mindset totally. of abundance. Like, totally. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's also the thing of like understanding your own value. Right. So like, for right. example, like Ben's run group, I'm guessing doesn't have coaches. No. Like helping you with your form or keeping track on, on track Tuesday or whatever right. of your lap pace or whatever the things that coaches do. Right. So like the question for me to the run club that's feeling threatened is like, what value are you bringing 
to your community and like, what are you charging that money for? Right. And you need to have like a clear understanding. This happens in business all the time, right? Like you need to have a clear understanding of like what value that is so that you don't feel threatened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's really no overlap. They, they have like a small race series that they do and they're worried that people are going to skip the race series to be able to do this group run. Um, they Mm. do a workout, like a workout every week. Um, but it's just, it's such a bizarre mindset because it, Mm. yeah, it's, it's not like there's some overlap with people. Mm -hmm. People can do both. Mm -hmm. We don't care. They shouldn't care. (laughs) So, so weird to me. And I, I was talking to a friend about it today. And he related that um, at our pool, like they got really upset with him because, you know, he was giving some tips to uh, some like form tips to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, not like an official capacity, not coaching. And like the aquatic director got involved and, you know, the, the <laughs> facility manager. Oh, because you're not allowed to coach like in an outside group. Right, not allowed right. to coach with it because they host their own programs and well, because they have, yeah, but it, yeah. it's so interesting because yes. why, why can't you give some tips? Like he's not charging for coaching mm-hmm. at the pool on the pool deck and undermining mm-hmm. what they're doing. It's you're encouraging somebody to continue swimming and mm-hmm. love it a bit more. And they'll probably be, you know, more frequent swimmers. Mm-hmm. So it's so weird to me. So I've been kicked out for this before where say, for example, like I used to um, coach a lot of people in Calgary um, and that's like a place where I would go at some stages, like maybe three or four times a year when I was coaching. Right. And um, I would go and like, I would give them go to the pool with them and give them swim tips. And then they'd take that and then I wouldn't see them for three months. And I just write the program and we talk online. And so, but there were some pools that you weren't allowed to do that. So you had to mm-hmm. pretend like I had to pretend that I was like their friend swimming with them. Mm. And like, if someone came up to me, I, we were like quick to have the answer of like, this is my cousin who I'm helping with her because I'm a professional athlete and I'm helping her with her. Like, <laughs> like it was like, it's crazy. Right. Um, like I understand not wanting to detract from their programs, but that is like, you have two paying people. Like we've both paid an entrance to the pool. Right. Right. And like, my business with her, with the, with the athlete is not dependent on that. So it's not like we're meeting at the same time, every whatever. And like, we should actually be booking a lane. It's like, it's just like a one-off, you know, it's, it, these things are a fine line. Yeah. Um, yeah so the, the, their rationale, why he can't give tips is because of liability. If something happens to him while he's on deck on while he's on deck. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he's standing on deck and something happens to him, the deck is the dangerous place to be at the pool. Well, <laughs> the same for babies too. Babies might just fall in the pool in babies their car seat. Randomly falling. <laughs> it's a very dangerous pool deck. <laughs> I just okay. This is a moment. Like just back to like the run club situation too. Like it's a moment where like actually you need like or 
one should have like empathy for the people who are feeling that kind of scarcity mindset because like they have to deal with like this fear and whatever else they're feeling that insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I'm so sorry that you have to feel that. Like it's, you know, um, there is, I, on the other side, I have had times like when, (laughs) okay, this is an extreme example, but it was just someone like, honestly, I know her. I, I don't, um, what do you say? Like, I still, I don't hold any grudges. I just like, she really did not understand. So like I had a coach that used to work for, um, for Clint and I, when we ran the triathlon club who, um, used our email list to launch her coaching company. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and genuinely didn't understand. Oh, and then she also created like spin classes at the same time, this exact same times in a different facility as we had been. And like, I, I emailed her about it. I was like, let's talk about this. Like whatever we went out, we went out for a hike. We were kind of like, we were friends. Um, and she genuinely didn't understand. Like she was like, those people on the email list are like people that like, I, those are the people that I know in Victoria. Mm. I'm like, you know them because we employed you (laughs) to be part of like some people really do need those things to be spelled out for them. Like Mm. her um, confusion over that was genuine, you know? And Mm. she was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I didn't, um, I didn't mean to. So like, I take that apology. I also would not like, I accept the apology. I just would not then get into a business situation with that person again. Right. Like, cause I kind of learned my lesson, <laughs> um, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, but you know, okay, fair enough. Like you don't have to automatically understand that that was wrong just because I expect you to like, it's fine. Um, so yeah. And, and, you know, to, to be fair to that club, like if, if they think that, this is the start of a club that's going to be a competitor and you know it is a fairly small area mm-hmm. i mean the, they they don't know what what right. plans are like so maybe yeah sorry go ahead you know you 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 do have to you're right you do have to look from their perspective you know why why would they feel threatened mm-hmm. and yeah i get it yeah, maybe the answer isn't in the qu- them asking the question initially, but maybe it's like what happens next that shows whether they're going to be like a collaborative type of mindset, community right. mindset or not. Right. Well, it was it was clear based on the meeting they didn't understand um kind of the the mission of what what the guys are trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, it will be it will be fascinating. <laughs> there yeah, I will. I won't tell this story, but uh, <laughs> there's there are some deep feelings among some of the people there that right. they don't get it. They don't get it. Yeah, yeah. this interesting. Got to support the community, whether or not you know it's uh, club members. Or just mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I like in the flips, like I, um, so I go to CrossFit as you know. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's a community. Like that place is like, that's why I love it because it's like people, it's not just like going to a random gym and lifting weights. It's like, 
I know everybody there, they, you know, they have parties, they do birthday things. Like I rarely go to the CrossFit parties. It's actually like not intentional. I I probably would have, if I wasn't like traveling so much or so focused on my business yeah, and just so busy all the time. Um, But now, like now that I'm sort of three, three and a half years in, I'm sort of glad that I'm like, I've kept it as like, like, I feel like a community member when I show up there and I talk to everyone I know of, but I don't feel like I'm involved in all the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I can keep this nice, like distance, like, oh, like it wasn't intentional, but I'm like, oh, I'm sitting in the right exact place right now. Like, cause I want to go there and have fun with people that I yeah. am friendly with. And it would almost some, like some of them might even consider friends because when I go there, I'm like, I'd love to see them. At, sometimes we go for coffee after, but like not, like not full on in, in like enmeshed in like the drama. The, <laughs> the CrossFit drama. You just get to hear about it. That's right. I do hear about part. it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not part, I'm not a, I'm not a character in the CrossFit drama that I know of. Maybe I am. Maybe someone would tell you differently. But as far I'm as like, I know, uh, I'm not. did you see her nails? I That's mean, right. <laughs> They were like, she's always wearing pink. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's take a little break. And afterwards, we'll talk about what we're grateful for. If We Were Writing is a feisty podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at If We Were Writing. And we love hearing from our feisty friends. So please send us a voicemail at sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah without an H. Right. So just grab your phone, record an audio file and email it to me and we will love it and love you forever. And our regular listeners will know that if we were riding and all things feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code livefeisty15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around. All right, Sarah. So this week is Thanksgiving in the U.S. I know you celebrated yours like a jillion years ago. (laughs) What is it? October? When do you do it? Yeah. We're like, you know what? It's always Kona weekend. Always. Oh, interesting. I haven't celebrated Thanksgiving before COVID. I hadn't celebrated Thanksgiving in 15 years because every year I had been in Kona. (laughs) Wow. Is it pretty much like ours? Yeah. Although we have, it's funny because we have like, we have Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. It's always a Monday. So it doesn't like yours is a Thursday. So people tend to like take like a super long weekend. Like ours is a Monday. So it's still a long weekend, but not quite the same. Um, and also like we have black Friday and all of that associated stuff, but on black on your black Friday. Hmm. So like weirdly, we suddenly have like, like we don't have the Thanksgiving, but we have like all the black Friday sales and our inboxes are full of crap companies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I figured because it's Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. you know, just now that I'm saying this, I'm realizing I have not prepared for this segment um but just expressing something we're grateful for yeah well, I, always you... think, I always think expressing gratitude is a good thing me too me too yeah. it is true that when you can be grateful for things that you feel better overall yeah. um it's a disposition 
Gratitude is a disposition, Sarah. That's my, that's my quote of the week. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want me to go first then? Yes. Okay. Cause I fit, that's just super low hanging fruit, but okay. Um, I'm grateful for American Thanksgiving. Why? Because um, essentially like in my, like we're taking a lot of the Americans that work for me are taking time off. Right. And then I have a, like my Canadian operations person, her partner works for an American company. So they're taking the time off. So it's just created this, like this really nice space where I'm still going to, well, first of all, I'm going to be packing up my house. (laughs) So I have this other sideline thing, but it's just created some nice space for me at the end of the week where I don't have any meetings. Um, And I need that right now. So you have like a half vacation. I have a, yeah, I have a half vacation, but without any of the like hoo-ha. Is that the right word? No. Sure. (laughs) Without any of the, I feel like hoo-ha is a word for vagina. That's like the wrong word. Hoopla. 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 (laughs) Without any of the hoopla. Yes. Not the hoo-ha. I don't. (laughs) That's a different thing. (laughs) Where did that get sidelined? Um, really can't think oh geez so yeah minus the hoopla with the calm um yeah with the calm stay at home get shit done yeah Mm -hmm. hmm I guess I don't know I'm really thankful my my side of the family is pretty much here Mm -hmm. um because I really don't want to travel for a holiday especially with all the Mm. sleep stuff and just, Mm -hmm. you know, a cranky baby. And it's really nice just to drive half an hour, see family, have Thanksgiving and sleep in my own bed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Mm -hmm. I mean, for for Christmas, hopefully, hopefully he'll be a bit older and better able to handle, you know, all the stimulus. You mean in one month? Yeah. I mean, I know things change quickly <laughs> at this stage of their lives. Yeah. I do appreciate your optimism though. Yeah. Oh, geez. I need to start introducing him to sleeping in new places. Mm. Oh, well, like here you like he go. did okay in New York, right? Uh, he was up a lot. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> he was very tired afterwards. Right. But when he was there, he would just took it all in his his eyes were huge the entire time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I have a, I have a theory, right? Oh. Like, you know, when you see people, you know, these people who can like fall asleep anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like they just like, they're like, you're on an airplane and they just like, they hit the seat, they go to sleep. They wake up there. They, like, like, who are these people? First of all, and how did they like, did their parents do something special that allowed them to like fall asleep <laughs> just like anywhere at all? Like, not just like, cause I feel like I was, a, I was a kid that was like, I slept in my crib. You know, (laughs) like we had a very, it was the seventies. You put the kid in the crib, you gave them a bottle. That was it. Right. So like now I'm like, now I feel like that. I'm like, I could only sleep in my crib. (laughs) That's That's cute. So, and I wonder for big families, like if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're a young, younger kid, you know, when the younger siblings, because there's so much chaos going Mm on, are you one of those people? One of those sleep yeah, anywhere maybe. people. Yeah. Like I have a feeling it has this disconnection to childhood hmm. to like actually being allowed to fall asleep anywhere as a kid Yeah. Um, versus, oh, <laughs> I just had an image in my head. <laughs> this is slightly off topic, but one year 
<laughs> oh man, I did Ironman Arizona. Rosie was like just under one. She's like 11 months old. It was my second Ironman coming back. And she, <laughs> we didn't realize, but like some, some, at some point during the day, she had a fever. Oh no. Right. And yeah. so she, we went back to the hotel and <laughs> within moments of coming back to the hotel and it wasn't like a nice hotel. I was like, okay, super eight, like, grimy, oh, yeah. like, you know, like sometimes it's hard to find places to stay in Tempe. And so like <laughs> Rosalie was asleep flat, like on her face, <laughs> like, like a flat on the ground on her tummy face down was like she still had like a balloon from like a day of cheering for Iron Man attached to her wrist (laughs) there's a picture somewhere of like baby Rosalie (laughs) and her little pink gingham like top and this balloon attached like face down (laughs) poor baby and then later we had like the next day we ended up um yeah, like getting her the children's Tylenol and like, oh, because <laughs> we just thought she was tired because that's a yeah. big day. Like she was yeah. 11 months old. Um, anyway, pretty funny. That just came to mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet and sad at the same time. <laughs> with the balloon, just like, just like there attached with the ribbon. <laughs> you can just picture like one because she's too young. She doesn't really talk, right? But like one minute, it's like cheering on mommy, and the next minute, it's like flat on the hotel floor. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I hope I hope she can sleep anywhere now because it sounds like I hope know. so too. I'm curious to figure because I wasn't that as as I just expressed. Like I wasn't that strict yeah. about her. Like she slept in my bed in her bed. She slept. Yeah. She would fall asleep on the sofa. You know, sometimes um, when she was a baby, I'd let her fall asleep on top of me a lot. Um, So I don't know um, whether we'll see. Time will tell. I'm doing an experiment of one and watching my own child (laughs) to see if it worked out that she can sleep everywhere. So if she can sleep on airplanes, I'm going to be like, you have me to thank for that situation. Nice. (laughs) Well, we hope that uh, everybody had a great Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. And if not, well, I guess they're Black Friday sales all over the world, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> oh, today, Stacey said they're in New Zealand, too. So Black Friday is essentially taking over the Global, world. So yeah. global. <laughs> but no matter what, we also hope that you uh, express a little gratitude. And we'll be back with you next week for another week of if you're writing my time my time none of you people can tell me to stop my town my crown we know what it takes to be reaching the top we're reaching the top we're reaching the top we know what it takes to be 